0: There is one mental health disorder which has the highest suicide rate of any other. It accounts for at least 14% of all suicides, and if you have it, your life expectancy is at least 9 to 17 years less than the general population. 20% of people with this disorder will kill themselves, and 20 to 60% attempt suicide at least once in their lifetimes. Welcome to Bipolar for Life, a show dedicated to survival. This podcast examines the day-to-day struggles to endure this life-threatening mental illness. I'm your host, Wendy Ford, and I've lived with bipolar disorder for 43 years, and I'm still here to tell the tales. It hasn't always been pretty. I've survived several suicide attempts, three psychiatric hospitalizations, and one disastrous term at rehab, yet I'm still here. Postcards from the Edge, anyone? Let me just say at the outset that I am not a medical doctor. I am simply a seasoned manic depressive trying to help others survive this deadly condition through shared experiences and information. You can email me with any questions or wisdom you've gained on your bipolar journey at BipolarForLife at MyYahoo.com. Please contact us with any survival tips you've come up with so we may share them with others. Now on with the show. Episode 1, Rapid Cycling Tonight, I thought we could talk about something that isn't discussed much, but is often a reality for someone with bipolar disorder, Rapid Cycling. I chose this topic to begin the series, for I'm currently Rapid Cycling, so it's fresh in my mind. And it allows us to talk about both ends of the bipolar spectrum at the same time. If you look up rapid cycling, the medical community defines it as four or more episodes of mania or depression within a 12 month period. If there are four or more mood changes within a month, it's called ultra rapid cycling. And that's where I find myself today ultra rapid cycling. Currently, I'm in a manic phase, and I usually enjoy this side of the disorder a great deal. Hell, mania is everybody's favorite. You don't need to eat or sleep because you have so much energy. Plus, all the colors are brighter, nothing is impossible, and you truly have love for your fellow man. It's a wonderful place to visit, but you can't live there. Your body burns out. Burnout begins with no sleep. For example, I haven't slept more than an hour or two each night for the past month, and I'm really starting to feel the effects. Short-term memory loss, slow motor function, and foggy thinking. Yet the artistic ideas keep coming, and it's all I can do to write them down. I could never complete them all. Has this ever happened to you? There are actually many manifestations of mania, and we may not exhibit all of them at once, but we will have some combination of these symptoms. Not sleeping, which is the most common sign. Now, this is an awake beyond insomnia. This is do your best to ride the energetic tidal wave without wiping out. It's that powerful. Not eating, because you're just not hungry. Besides, eating takes precious time away from whatever it is you're doing. Agitation, irritability, and emotional intensity are also hallmarks of mania. The agitation and irritability generally arise from frustration that things aren't going according to plan. Emotional intensity is increased a hundredfold in both annoyance as well as cheerfulness. Intense merriment is difficult for people to handle, for it seems forced or creepy. Inability to concentrate is in direct correlation with the speed at which the manic mind moves. One thought is so quickly followed by another that they jumble up. Impulses come and go just as quickly. Rapid thoughts and speech. It's all your mouth and mind can do to keep up with the frenetic energy racing through you. Spending more money than usual. I'm guilty. I don't know why, but I do spend loads more money when I'm manic than when I'm depressed. Increased intake of drugs or alcohol. I have a theory about this one. I know that it is true but you don't get the buzz that you're looking for. Your brain is already high and running at top speed, so nothing you do will make it any higher. You drink or smoke more looking for the usual enjoyment, but it's just to no avail. It's wasted on the manic brain. Increased libido. Now, people get into a lot of trouble with this one for impulsive actions increase in mania as well. The combination can be life-changing increase in driven activity. Now this is a hard one to control for you have no choice. You have to do whatever has your attention. There is no other way. It's an imperative. There is a scary component to mania as well. The possibility of hallucinations. I don't know if they're caused by the lack of sleep or chemical changes in the brain, but they seem so real. Just a couple of days ago, I saw a brown bird fly through the kitchen and into the living room. It flew right past me and alighted on the bookshelf. I asked the others in the room if they'd seen it, but they were all on their phones. I couldn't understand how they'd missed a brown bird swooping around the room, but I also couldn't understand why the bird never moved after it landed. It didn't dawn on me until somebody actually suggested it, that the bird must have been a hallucination. But how could that be? It was so freaking real. Hallucinations can happen in depression as well, but they're more prevalent in the manic phase. Have you ever knowingly seen a hallucination? Or was it only after the fact that you figured it out? Please share your experiences with a note to BipolarForLife at MyYahoo.com. Full-blown manic episodes are likely to send you to the psychiatric hospital just as quickly as a deep depression. Mania is fun for a while, but we pay a heavy price for that moment in the sun. And now, a word from our sponsor. Do you have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning? Is your body painful and lethargic, but you have no sick leave left at work? Then try our new Depresso Gourmet coffees. They have 200 times the caffeine of normal espresso. Just one cup jumpstarts your day in style. Our mountain-grown morning blend has the kick of an army mule. And our French roast is an eye-opener of international proportions. Depresso Gourmet coffees for when you just can't get out of bed. They'll put the pep in your step. Depresso Gourmet coffees found only in the stimulants aisle of your local pharmacy. Now it's time for a public service announcement from our good friends at Nana's Neighborhood Network, the community security system that's always watching. Don't eat glass. Brought to you by Forces for Good in the Community. And we're back. The next topic for discussion, depression, I have to admit to procrastinating and working on. For me, depression is the 12,000-pound gorilla in the room. I have more significant scars from this side of the bipolar pendulum than from the other. So I pause before entering its house. Depression, like mania, has many faces. We'll just talk about some of the common symptoms. You have to have one or more of these symptoms for at least two weeks before you're considered depressed. For example, a lasting anxious or sad or empty mood and where you just don't feel like anything. This emptiness often combines with loneliness to create true despair. Feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or hopelessness. You know something is wrong, but you're powerless to change it. Or you feel guilty over every little thing you've ever done wrong. And the weight of all that guilt is ponderous and crushing. Increased anger or irritability. Everything gets on your nerves, even your loved ones. We're harder on the ones we love because we know they will most likely forgive us. Becoming withdrawn, negative or detached. I tend to isolate myself when I'm depressed. I know I'm irritated and I don't feel good and I just don't want it to rub off on others. I also have a tendency to watch more horror movies than normal and I'm a lover of the genre. Increase engagement of high risk activities such as driving down a country road at high speeds with no lights on at night or playing Russian roulette amounts to the same thing. You have a latent desire for death, but not enough courage to do it yourself yet. Increased use of drugs and alcohol. Now, in depression, you drink for an entirely different reason than when in mania. When you're depressed, you drink or use drugs to dull the psychological pain accosting you, not to get happy. The psychological pain one suffers can sometimes only be relieved by physical pain. That's why some people cut themselves. It relieves the torment for a little while by concentrating your thoughts on some other pain that is finite. It has an end. The pain of depression lasts almost beyond endurance. Inability to meet the responsibilities of work and family or ignoring other important roles. It's not so much ignoring them as it's an inability to cope with them your thoughts and reaction times slow down and it's harder and harder to process the daily demands. Thoughts of Death and Suicide or Suicide Attempts Now, this is where the cheese gets binding. At first, these thoughts are fleeting and have little meaning as they are for most of the population. However, as the depression deepens and the voice in your head turns more negative, the thoughts of death increase. The promise of peace becomes very alluring because you're being hounded by thoughts of you're no good and you'll never amount to anything or go ahead, get it over with already. The mantras swirl around so loudly in your head, you can't hear the good advice being given by friends and family. This is when depression is most dangerous, when you feel out of control and the only thing you have left in your power is your own death. If you or someone you know is battling suicidal thoughts, please reach out to the 988 hotline. The 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provide free and confidential emotional support to anyone in suicidal crisis or emotional distress. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, across the United States. Just dial 988 to talk to someone. You are not alone. There are many other symptoms for both mania and depression that we didn't go over tonight, but we will cover each of these moods in depth in later episodes. So what does all this have to do with rapid cycling? Well, you basically bounce between the two poles I just described with all the symptoms associated with them in quick succession. In some cases, you can be laughing and happy in one moment, and then cry your heart out the next. It can happen that fast. However, in bipolar disorder, you usually spend a few days or weeks in each phase, and that's still considered rapid. Almost 2.5% of the American population suffers from bipolar disorder. That's some 6 million people. Luckily, only 12 to 24% will experience rapid cycling. Because the symptoms of depression dominate in most people with rapid cycling, the emphasis becomes mood stabilization. Patterns of rapid cycling vary from person to person. Some people start out rapid cycling, while others it comes to after they've had the condition for a while. Either way, rapid cycling can make it very difficult to function. This is a very serious condition, for it increases the likelihood of suicide. Some tips for dealing with rapid cycling would be, first and foremost, contact your doctor if you think you're rapid cycling. They can make adjustments to your meds to help. Above all, keep taking your meds. Second, try and stay to your established schedule. Go to bed at the same time, take your meds at the same time, and try to maintain your same healthy eating patterns. Some other things that can help, but may be a little bit harder to do is to avoid drugs and alcohol because all they do is make everything worse. They exacerbate the symptoms and it just makes things worse. And last but not least, talk to a close friend or family member about how you feel. Sometimes just talking about it can relieve the pressure. If you have no one with whom to speak, I suggest journaling. Write it down. It gets it out of your head that way. Oh, that sound means we have mail. Let's see what we've got. Sadly, we only have time for one note today. Here's one. It's a note from Anne in New York. She has an interesting question. She writes, if you know you're in a depressive mode, Doesn't that make it easier to deal with? A very good question, Anne. And actually, no, it doesn't. (laughs) The emotions are so strong that you're swept along by them, as a leaf is swept along by a raging river. You don't realize you're out of control until it's too late. By then, there's very little you can do about it. One thing that has helped me is to learn the clues my body gives. Your body tells you that things are happening. For example, when I find my right leg bouncing uncontrollably, I'll just look down and there it is. I know to watch for mania. Excessive horror movie binging. I watch out for depression. I have to admit that I wasn't a student enough to figure these signals out for myself. I was lucky enough to have an engaged mother who taught me these signs. They were things that she noticed in my behavior. You don't notice the flags when you're trying to keep yourself from drowning in despair. It has taken me years to learn to be mindful of these hints my body gives, and I wouldn't know to this day if my mom hadn't noticed them. If there is one thought that I can leave you with tonight, something to remember above all others, it's this. No matter what cycle you find yourself in, up, down, or in between, it will change. You just have to wait long enough. It will change. As night becomes day, the desperation will lift. The log-rolling contest at mania will cease. It will change. Again, please contact us at BipolarForLife at MyYahoo.com with any questions, tips, or words of wisdom. Perhaps we'll read yours on the air. Please join me next week when our topic will be psychiatric hospitalizations. There's a great deal of confusion surrounding these institutions, and I think we need to talk openly about them to dispel the stigma, especially now that we have so many in need of help. That's next week on Bipolar for Life. I'm your host, Wendy Ford, reminding you, it will change.